Buckle up everyone, it's Shano, and welcome to Shano's half hour special edition of Carpool Rugby League. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to Carpool Rugby League. It's Shano's special edition half hour. Unfortunately, due to some family commitments, I wasn't with you yesterday, but I promised the boys that I'd do a special edition show, and I promised you guys I'd also do a special edition show. Special half hour. Today we're going to go through some tidbits. We're going to go through my poo and boots, five of the five worst things I saw this week. We're going to go through the top five things I saw this week, plus tips and news from round rugby league land. But being Shano, it would be remiss of me not to start with the tidbits and just to talk about what is uh, some of the breaking news coming out of rugby league land. And if you're a Sharks fan, of course, it's around your new coach for 2022. Um, At this point in time, it appears that... uh, Josh Hannay will be the assistant coach uh, at the Sharks and uh, and that will take place for the rest of the year with John Morris uh, effectively leaving his post. Uh, it's a lot of things going on. If you're not around it and you're thinking, geez, where did this come from? Why would you do this halfway through? Of course, we know that Paul Gallen and you, you know, Cronulla, it wouldn't be Cronulla without Paul Gallen putting his hand up and having his two cents worth. He basically said that... Um, he basically said that that he, uh, John Morris needed to put a line in the sand, that uh, he needed to change some things up, he needed to do some things uh, a bit differently, he needed to really, um, he really needed to, yeah, uh, shake a few things up. Um, he, he didn't, he didn't thank John Morris for bringing a whole plethora of juniors through and who now play for the Sharks, but that's probably another story. Um, however, um, that probably added more fuel to the fire. Um, you know, taking aim at John Morris, and and that now has led to uh, his demise with Fitzgibbon taking the helm at 2022. Uh, and as I said earlier, Josh Hannay is going to take over for the rest of the season in what is a really strange moment of timing. Um, I know that Griffo yesterday and both Griffo and Graham were talking about the timing. Uh, just to add a bit more information as to why would you think you'd been a coach or do this right now. Effectively, um, there's off-contract players like Jake Townsend. Uh, we're putting pressure on the management and the board of the Sharks to basically say, we need you to make your mind up. We want, we, we're going to have to sign contracts. And look, you know, I don't know if clubs are absolutely running around for the signature of people like Jake Townsend, but um, he wanted to know who was going to be at the coach uh, for the Sharks uh, in 2022 and um, coming off contract. Um, that was that, that was basically the reason why the, the number of players coming off contract uh, wanted to know. Uh, with David Fafida, it really does look like there's more and more mail that he will be sought a release to go over to England. Um, speaking about England, um, as we know, if, you've, if you're a fan of rugby league and you like watching the Super League, the English Super League has kicked off there into round three. But some figures that come out from round one is that basically um, they've had their highest audience um, television audience in the last 15 years. So, look, they've got no crowds at the moment. They're hoping the crowds will be able to go there soon with COVID and whatnot. But um, 
They've had their highest crowds in the last 15 years, uh, uh, highest audience, sorry, on TV for the last 15 years. So it appears that um, the push that English Rugby League did over the off-season uh, with, with new signings uh, in the league, such as Greg Inglis, uh, it looks like that's becoming a really strong competition. And as I've always said, if we can get a strong competition around the world, everything's going to be sweet for our competition because it means that, that we can pull from some of the best players in the world. Um, just on England Rugby League, as we know, the World Cup is coming up at the end of the year. They've named their 25-man squad. I'm not going to go through all 25 names, but you can imagine that the classic names are there. John Bateman, Tom Burgess, um, uh, Elliot Whitehead, George Williams, Ryan Sutton, Luke Thompson. You know, and the list goes on of, of, of players. Uh, Zach Hardiker, you know, uh, Josh Griffin. These are players who, who are who are going to play very well for, for the uh, English club. And um, it's really important to note that they're actually one of the strong contenders. Um, a lot of mail coming out of there that a lot of the um, a lot of people in the know uh, think that they're actually a very, very good chance of, uh, of winning this year's competition. So um, one last piece of tidbits is I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, the the New Zealand Rugby League Under-20s competition, uh, which had its final on the weekend, and Central Districts in an upset defeat, defeated the Auckland Blues 18-14. It was a come-behind win. Um, it was something that, um, it was an unbelievable game. And I've just got to, again, take my hat off to New Zealand Rugby League. I think it's one of the greatest and innovative things that I've seen for a little while, where we always whinge about... Um, players going to other codes and losing players to other codes. This was one group of people who who got rugby league together, who got television together, who said we've got to protect rugby league in New Zealand and, and create a, a stronger New Zealand side, a stronger global game, so that we don't lose so many of these young kids to, to union and that they can find a, a, a pathway through the Warriors system. And um, yeah, that, that final took place on the weekend with uh, Central Districts winning over Auckland Blue, which, which was an upset, uh, which was an upset win. Okay, so as I said earlier, the next little segment I've got for you guys is I thought, I thought rather than just go through um, the, 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 the team list or go through who I think is going to win, um, I just wanted to talk a bit about what really caught my eye this week. Um, Ten things that caught my eye, five I didn't like and five I did like. So um, I suppose to begin with, um, we can start with the Poo in Boots 5. And, uh, and yes, that's yes. There they are there, yes. The Poo in Boots 5 boos. Um, look, coming in at number five was the New Zealand Warriors performance on the weekend. I, they're an absolute enigma to me at the moment. I, I thought two weeks ago that he was a side that we were watching um, that they were playing some 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 pretty good footy. That that things would seem to be going fairly well for them. That you know that they that they they looked like they were they were playing for each other and you know it looked like they were doing some really good things there. And then all of a sudden, it it, it seems the wheels have just seemed to have fallen off this side um, to the point where where they they just look inept at times. Um, I know they've had some forward pack issues and. Um, and I know they've had some forward pack issues, and I know, I know that people like Bunty Afoa are out during the week. But you know, when they beat when they beat um, 
when they come behind to beat the Raiders and uh, that was an injury depleted Raiders side, I thought, you know, they've got half a chance here. And then, you know, they, they got beaten by the Roosters and most people are going to get beaten by the Roosters. But, you know, to turn up against the, um, to turn up against the Seagulls and the Seagulls really didn't throw much at them. And, and even when they were trying to set for field goal and when they were trying to get, it, it, it was a shambles. And then, I thought the pinnacle of the match was the rickety old kick that uh, from Cherry Evans to, to sink the 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 Warriors and and basically um, it it means that that they're back now in tenth spot so they're a team that looked like you know being possible uh, top eight cementing their hopes and dreams in there that at the moment they they they're struggling uh, big time I think and and they're for failing to find some mojo and some form. And they come up against Dad's Army this week in uh, the Dragons, who who are flying a little bit at the moment. Uh, my poo and boots number four goes to the Sharks, who decide to bin their coach uh, so early in the season at round five. Um, it, it must be said that when when they signed when they signed Fitzgibbon, that that Craig Fitzgibbon, that was he that he he was signed at about four o'clock yesterday. And then um, Josh Morris was brought in. It was basically deemed that the situation was untenable, that there was probably no way that that they could um, they could really get him to 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 carry on with that. And I think in some ways, I don't know if I, if I, as a coach I, I could carry on in that regard. Um, incidentally, he's got the support of all the playing group. It's everyone else outside of the club, and you know I know Paul Gallen played. Played, I don't know, a lot of surrounded games for them, and I get that he was a, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a Sharks legend. But he, as far as I'm concerned, he's not, you know, he's not in the playing group or anything like that anymore. And it seemed like all the noise was around uh, Josh, John Morris, sorry, was outside of the playing group. The playing group absolutely um, appeared to adore him, and and it was even reiterated by Sean Johnson. So to to be your coach uh, this early in the season and have that kind of a shake up. And that kind of a structure change. Um, Josh Hannay, as we said, comes in. He, he's got experience being an interim coach. He's been an interim coach before, so he knows what it's all about. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that that's... I, I don't see how that's going to help your football club in any way, shape, or form. Um, on the weekend, South Sydney beat the Broncos 35-6. to And uh, in what has appeared to be um, the final straw for for Anthony Milford. Milford's performance comes in at number three. Um, it was it was like it has been the last few weeks. It was fairly it was fairly poor and horrendous. Um, to the point where he's he's not going to be playing. His future is in absolute uh, doubt. Um, it's going to be watch this space. Uh, there's already questions around the, the Broncos. There's questions around have they have they done the right thing with the coaching staff? Have they done the right thing? You know, Kevin Walters, have we done the right thing choosing him, being an Origin coach and being an Origin coach with a guy called Cameron Smith in your team and with with people like Cameron Munster in your team? You've got a fairly good, uh, you know, they can make anyone look good. Have have we done the right thing here? Um, look, it's it remains to be seen. But what 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 can be said is Milford's performance yet again was not up to scratch. It it was actually. Um, you know, it, it it was like it has been the last few weeks. I think Brandy Alexander may have put it um, fairly eloquently when when he said that um, you know as far as getting paid, you know if he doesn't take 
if he doesn't take another dollar for the rest of his career, he he was he was he was paid he was paid more than what he should have been already. So yeah, that's that's comes in at number three in the Poon Boots top five. Number two is the performance of the West Tigers. The West Tigers went down to thirty points to thirty-four against the Cowboys. The Cowboys didn't throw much at them in the first half. The the West Tigers were horrendous. Uh, we'll paint the picture. It's Leichhardt Oval. You know, many would say their ancestral home. Um, many of the Balmain fraternity that was. You've got from the West and Suburbs Magpie fraternity a day to honour who is one of the greatest people to ever play our game. He was one of the characters. Whether he was a coach or a player, he inspired people to be better and do better. And that was uh, Tommy Radonikus. They went out in that first half and they played the most horrendous football. It wasn't engaging. It was it was boring. It wasn't inspiring. You know, when the number seven jersey was handed over and put on the seat, if that didn't make you want to play, then just go home. And there was plenty of West Tigers players that could have just pulled up stumps and gone home. They were horrible. Their second half was only helped by the fact that the Cowboys played a bit like the Sharks did in the first half. Um, they really did not give much. Um, and in the end, you know, it was it was a game where where it, it was it, it was just it was tough to watch considering that it, there was a massive crowd out there to honour one of the heroes of our game. And in the end, the West Tigers turned up, and you know, you saw you saw Maguire's spray. I I I only hope that um, it, it got a few of them to listen because they play South Sydney this week, and and they could get absolutely belted if they come out in that first half like that again. And uh, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, we've got to be careful because you know we don't want players to get upset." Um, I was at the point at the end of that first half they deserved to get boo booed off, and if I was Maguire, I would have asked half of them to walk to the car park and go home. You don't want to be here. Go home. And if I've hurt your ego, or I've questioned, you know, if I've questioned who you are or your loyalty, then suck it up and you know, cry in someone else's team because you don't belong in this one. So, very, very interesting um, performance because I didn't pick it, and quite frankly, I thought if they couldn't lift for a bloke like Tommy Rodonikus, um, you'll never lift for anyone, basically. So, that's my number two, and the number one. Um, Yes, the number one poo in boots. Number one, there it is. There it is. That that was that that's actually a clip taken from the West Tigers game at halftime last week. Uh, well done to Graham for that. I think Faye Dingaway helped us with that one as well. So shout out to Faye. Um, is Stephen Crichton? Look, Stephen Crichton, um, Penrith Panthers on the on 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 the weekend. Look, I saw one of the grubbiest things I've. I've seen in rugby league in a while, and that was when he decided to grab um, Tarpanay and bring him into the Penrith huddle. I thought it was absolutely inappropriate. It was grubby. It it just it it lacked every ounce of class that someone like Cleary is trying to bring to this club. It was horrendous to watch. Um, I think that. I really think that that kind of thing is not welcome in the game. I, I personally, 
I personally would have given him uh, a week if I was the NRL, just watching it. That was a premier match. That was something that, um, that was a, a marquee match for the NRL. And the look on the sideline in front of fans, in front of young families, was, was just horrendous. Um, I, I actually, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a fairly close affiliation with some people at Penrith, and I know that's not what the Penrith Panthers stand for. So I'm not going to sit here and say they're too big for their boots or that, you know, the culture at Penrith is horrible. That's not true because I know the pe- I know some of the people that are building the culture at that club, and the co- and those people are actually what they stand for. It's quite the opposite. So I know that they would have been disappointed. I only hope that that disappointment um, gets shown to to Crichton and and the collection of knuckleheads that were in that in that group because the arrogance that was shown in that period of time uh, was was borderline sickening and i hope that that gets stamped out of the game and i, and I know people at the club who are building the culture at that club wouldn't want that to happen in the slightest and and i got i got to think that that was probably just a an, an error of poor a moment of poor judgment and that um that kind of thing i hope doesn't happen again but but like i said i if it was me uh he would have gotten um he would have gotten a week so uh we now go on to the top five awesome things that I saw this week. And yes, yes, that was, um, Faye got that clip. There it is again. Yeah, Faye, Faye got that clip from, um, from when the Bulldogs actually caught the ball for the first time in the match. So well done. Uh, again, on, on, on point in every way, shape or form, Graham and Faye in that regard. And that's my fifth one for this week. Uh, top five, number five. The Bulldogs score points. Yes, they finally scored some points, and they did against the the uh, Storm. For you Bulldogs fans, for your Berries fans, uh, look, you know, there's, there's, there's some silver lining there that they actually looked okay in times. They were just playing a club that's that's going to be in the top four that might even be in the grand final. That's very hard to, to, to come up against. So, um, you know, it's it's something to, to look out for if you're a Dogs fan. You, you scored those points against a pretty good club and at times they actually looked like they, they actually looked like they knew what they were doing it was it wasn't like it wasn't like the, it wasn't like the weeks before the 18 points they scored I thought you know to score 18 points against the storm most teams aren't going to do that and 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 they did so so good on them I, I think it's a I think it's a good thing I've actually later on I talk about my tips I'm actually torn with them and Graham and Griffo was right. It is going to be the Portaloo Poo and Boots game of the week. Um, the second thing I want to talk about, number four, coming in at number four, was the red-hot 10 minutes from uh, the Penrith Panthers. They were electric in that 10 minutes. In the 26-minute, Charlie Stain scores. In the 32nd-minute, Matt Burton scores. And in the 37th minute, it's probably 11 minutes, um, Jerome Luai scores. They were just outstanding in that in that moment of time, um, it's just um, it was it was just sublime to watch and, and three tries that really sunk uh, Canberra and of course Canberra didn't look any good after Charles Nickel clock start um, went off they were they were in trouble as soon as that happened. Uh, coming in at number three is Dad's Army the Dragons. They are playing some <laughs> fantastic football at the moment. We all had them coming dead last and. Um, Look, to beat the Eels 26-12, they 
they really did it in defence. Uh, a high, I think, a highlight of um, of Anthony Griffin's sides is that he gets the defence right first, and then works on the attack, and and their defence is on fire. Um, th- they are really humming along nicely. Um, they they play they play the Warriors this week, and when you look at it, they play the Warriors and. Then they play the Roosters. That Roosters game, depending on what happens with the Warriors, I'm assuming that they're going to play well. That that could be a bit of a blockbuster, and that's um of course that's the that's the classic uh, um Anzac game at four or five at um at SCG on 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 Anzac Day. So that's uh they're my number three, the Dad's Army Dragons, because you know if you look at their average age, they're, they're getting on a bit, and for what they're doing, it's pretty good. Um. Number two is the first two-point field goal we've seen since uh, Eric Sims kicked one in the 1970 grand final. It was kicked, um, funnily enough, by another Rabideau and Adam Reynolds. Uh, a, a field goal attempt just seemed to be keep it going up as it hits the as it as it as it went past the post. Um, look, a classic example of what this um, of what this rule was made for. Before half time, teams teams got good good position to do it. You've got the right troops, you've got the personnel, and to kick a field goal like that um, was was sublime to watch. And and of course, the South Sydney Rabbitohs just went on with it, thirty five points to six. I know a lot of people go, "Hang on, wasn't it a two point field goal?" Um, Latrell Mitchell also scored a field goal in that grubbing, and and they were lucky to get six points. The Broncos. It was a funny enough. The man I just mentioned, Adam Reynolds and Jaden Sewer, did a pretty feeble attempt at a tackle, which led to the six points. So, but um, yeah, Adam Reynolds field goal. Two points, um, very, very cool to watch. And the number one, what grabbed my eye, not that it's a Griffo's grab, but what I thought was the top five play. And exactly like, exactly like what um, what Griffo had, and it was David Fafita. It was, I've, I've taken Griffo's grab as my number one. It always had to be. David Fafita was awesome, and the Titans at the moment, especially their forward pack. They're they're on point, they're on fire, they're doing some fantastic things out there, and yeah, it was it was fantastic to watch. David Fafita's first try, um, I remember assistant coaching at the Katoomba Devils many many years ago, and it was the last time it was under twelves, and I remember we had a big guy on our side, and he he used to do that about ten meters out, just take the tap and run through everyone. And that's exactly what David Fafita did. So it was good to watch, brought back memories, and um, that is my top five. Now, um, as we go through the, um, as we go through, we're about to go through my tips for the week. Graham and Griffo's gone through the team, so I'm not going to labour the point too much. But let's start going through the teams. We've got on Friday, on Thursday, sorry, we've got the Brisbane Broncos playing the the Penrith Panthers. Guys, I'm tipping the Panthers in that one. If Penrith. If Penrith don't beat them by 30 points, Brisbane have something to write home about. Um, it'll take, it'll be about, you know, if, it will be an absolute hammering. I've got these guys from a margin this week. I think Penrith Panthers will just, I, I don't see any way, shape or form that the that the Brisbane Broncos are going to come out of this well. Like I said, if, if the Broncos don't get beaten by 30, they can write a letter home to mum and dad and, and be proud of their efforts. Um, because I think they're, I think they're actually going to get belted. So it's going to be as simple as that. On Friday, uh, first game of the round is the Knights. 
sorry, first game of the night is the Knights versus the Sharks. Look, uh, Bradman Best has been named. Whether he plays or not is going to be another thing. Um, I'm not too sure. Oh, oh, a guy like Bradman Best, you don't want to rush him back. I know the Knights are very keen to have him back uh, with Caelan Ponga. Their forward pack is going to be bolstered by Jacob Saifidi, um, but they're going to have to get some steel. They need to take a shot of concrete because, yet again, they're abysmal. Um, you know, my rant the other week was highly warranted, as you can tell, because, yet again, they were, they were found wanting. Um, they play the Sharks. The only reason I'm picking the Knights is the Sharks with what's happened during the week. Um, Look, sometimes a new coach can spark a win. Um, I, I just think the playing group liked Morris too much. It wasn't a form thing. The Sharks weren't going all that bad. Um, I just think I just think this might be a right time to play the Sharks and the Knights will, 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 will take advantage of that. On Friday night, we've got a blockbuster game. The Melbourne Storm are playing the Sydney Roosters at Amy Park. It is at Amy Park, which is swinging me to go towards the Melbourne Storm. I think the key thing here is you're going to see two of the best fullbacks um, look in the league and probably of all time. Um, although Pat hasn't played long, but you know if he keeps going on this trajectory, it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, it's going to be it's going to be good to see these two fullbacks uh, playing each other. I also think there's some uh, key matchups. It's going to be to see how Sam Walker goes against uh, against a club of this caliber. I'm picking the Storm down in, in at Amy Park, but I think it's going to be closer than what um, than what everyone thinks. The Seagulls play the Titans. I've got the Titans there. I think the Titans' full pack is far too strong. They're going to have it all over the Seagulls um, and their back line. Um, AJ Brimson, they're just they're just benefiting um, in spades from what their forward pack is doing. And if the forward pack aren't scoring tries, they're laying the foundation for the for their backs to score tries. I think their steel's going to be far too strong for the Seagulls, although they welcome back to Bojevic. And again, that's that's a um, that's an up-in-the-air prospect. Um, he, he's been, they've said he's fit to play with, with Walker out. That has probably fast-tracked that a little bit. Um, we know that they would have liked him to have played a, a, a lower-grade match just to get some time under the belt, but it's more out of necessity now. He has to play for the Seagulls. Um, they got a win on the weekend, but um, you know at this rate it could be their only win for the year if they don't watch out. South Sydney Rabbitohs um, at five thirty play the West Tigers. Um, South Sydney's going to win this. The Tigers were horrendous last week. I don't care how many points they scored in the second half, um, and I can't see anyone for the Tigers providing any opposition for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But I will say this um, for you Tigers fans. As you know, um, you can be South Sydney's bogey team at times. Um, it's usually the game that South Sydney are expected to win and end up losing against the Tigers. So South Sydney have to show up and give their A game. That's at Stadium Australia. Um, that's at 5.30 on Saturday. At 7.30 on Saturday, it's the Raiders versus the Eels. Um, the Eels did look out of form, and I feel for the Raiders. The Raiders... Um, the Raiders are going to be without uh, Nickel Clockstaff for what we what we think will be two months. Uh, that's a long time to be without one of your signature players. So in saying that, they're going down to GIO Stadium. I think geographically that's hard sometimes to get to. Um, go down there, get up for a game. It's going to be a bit chilly. I've got the Raiders just winning that one in a very tight one. 
the Dragons playing the Warriors. The Warriors have forgotten how to play football in the last two weeks, and Dad's Army's just really going along leaps and bounds. I've got the Dragons winning that one. And in the Portaloo, in the Portaloo, uh, Poo in Boots, game of the round, the Cowboys are playing the Bulldogs. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm heading towards the Dogs in this one, only because they, they scored some, some decent tries against against good opposition, whereas the Cowboys, have, you know, they played rubbish last week. Um, they played against rubbish and then sort of went to water in that second half. Um, I think this could be the Dogs' first win of the round. I'm going for an upset in that one. Um, however, when you look at these two sides, you know, anything can happen. So technically, it's probably not necessarily an upset. So I hope, look, they're my picks. I hope if you follow me and my picks, um, they're able to go well for you. Um, just to finish up on this special edition half hour Shano show, uh, I want to give you some food for thought. I want to start talking about the Blues side, uh, New South Wales Blues. We are coming up to State of Origin. It's just around the corner. One of the things I want to I want to I want to say is I, I think if you had your spine, your spine's probably going to be set, and that is Tedesco. You've got Cleary. You've got Luai. I've got Luai in at number five. Cleary at number, sorry, Luai at number six, Cleary at number seven, and Damien Cook in at number 12. I've got, I've got, um, I've got Cody Walker, who's in some fantastic form in number 14. So you're probably thinking, what the hell's happened to Ryan Pappenhausen? Here's some food for thought. I want your thoughts on this. Ryan Pappenhausen, Latrell Mitchell, they're my centers. So if you're going to talk about one, I'm not going to say who my wingers are just yet, but some food for thought. What if you had... Um, what if you had Latrell Mitchell and Ryan Pappenhausen as your centres for the New South Wales Blues? It's out of left field. I know it leaves White without a spot, but it might just be um, a way of getting the superstars on the field when you when you need to get them on the field. So look, that's um, that's Shano's half hour for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. I I don't know if it's going to be a regular thing. Uh, if you did enjoy it. Please uh, put it out there. I'm more than happy to do it. Um, I've enjoyed bringing this uh, quick, abridged version of Carpool Rugby League with to you. Uh, everyone out in Rugby League land, stay safe, take care of yourself. And on behalf of Carpool Rugby League, I hope your team wins this weekend. See you later, everyone.